Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit Simplecast.com. Recorded live from the lobby of the Lion Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C., Hi, everybody, and thank you so much for joining me, Nikki Nellis, on another industry night. We are in week nine. Unbelievable. Um, And I have to be honest, little Miss Party Girl over here who loves to go out and dine out and drink and get behind the bar and shake cocktails and taste cocktails. I mean, I really like to have a good time. And if you've been listening to my show at all, you know that. Um, But really, in a heartbeat, I've become incredibly agoraphobic. And uh, as I record this show here in my bedroom, actually in my bed, uh, which sounds way sexier than it possibly could be, um, I just like being home. And uh, while I support the restaurant industry by uh, ordering in, I'm really not going out very much. And I hope all of you who are going out are being safe out there, wearing masks, social distancing, and following what few regulations we have. uh, Because the more we do that, the sooner we get back to something that's close to normal. Um, You know, I've been so fortunate because the last couple of weeks, I've really been able to talk to a lot of amazing people who have just risen to the call of what's happening out there. People like Eric Bruner Yang, we discussed his initiative, Power of 10, which is exploding, by the way. You can hear uh, my conversation with him on Industry Night a couple weeks ago. And then we just talked to, a, get to him again on Foodie and the Beast. And it's just amazing what he's doing. World Central Kitchen, Nate Mook, who is the uh, uh, executive director of the organization. Every time you turn around, World Central Kitchen is doing something new. You can hear about that as well. And just uh, a week and a half ago, I talked with the head of the Capital Area Food Bank, and we really talked about feeding the insecure and how the insecure grow and grow, how the Capital Area Food Bank is going to be a part of that. So there's some really interesting stories out there and people who are rising to the occasion. If you go to the list, areyouonit.com? my online e-zine. You can find links to all of those stories and more. Of course, if you go to the buzz column, you can find lists and lists of things that can help make your days better. First, uh, takeaway and delivery. Every day that list is growing. I just found out the salt line is going to be delivering soon. So if you follow that list, you will be up to date. Uh, Information like where to get yeast, or did you hear stores are running out of ginger? Lots of places are stockpiling the products that you need, and we have the information on all of that. Of course, we have Roundup on cocktails that you are totally worth the drive to pick up, and uh, the newest and latest that area restaurants are offering in their takeaway and delivery to go. And um, if you do get the blasts from the website, you'll notice that sometimes two or three times a day, we are putting out what we call dedicated blasts. And these blasts feature um, ads from people in the restaurant and hospitality community. Now, I want you to know that these ads are completely free. Everything you see on the site, any sponsored ad on my social, and um, every blast that you get from me 
are completely uh, free of cost to those in the industry. So for example, today you got one on pasta kits from Stellina, which look delicious. And Prescription Chicken is doing DIY challah kits. So you can forget your sourdough and let's go do some challah. Um, Officina has a fabulous market and they're putting together beautiful boxes for you. And Sushi from Nobu. So that's just a sampling of the kinds of information we're putting out on a daily basis. Of course, you can follow me at NYCCI, N-E-L-L-I-S. Uh, Instagram has been a royal pain in the ass lately, kicking me off multiple times and creating a shadow account. So it's lots of fun here. Having said that, there's still great information in my account for you to find. So over the last nine weeks, we've been talking a lot about the restaurant industry. And with good reason, it deserves the attention. And it is changing every single day. But one of the things we really haven't been talking about, not just me, but I just I don't even feel like you're really seeing uh, the same sort of press or stories about the wedding industry and the event industry. Um, and they are experiencing seriously near total collapse. And uh, I don't think people are prepared for what's next. And I'm so excited to have a return guest, Tiffany McIsaac, who is a very good friend of mine and has been on the show before. She's with Buttercream Bake Shop. Um, And she brought with her Lauren Prattis. And they have done a collaboration together called Petite Soiree. And Lauren, I know uh, you're in the event industry, you're an event planner, and I'd love to talk about what you do first. And we'll talk to Tiffany about what she does. And then we'll talk about how you guys came up with Petite Soiree and this collaboration, because I, I think it's really brilliant. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. So tell us a little bit, Lauren, about uh, what you did pre-COVID. Okay, so pre-COVID, and I'm still doing it, um, is wedding event planning. So we focus on kind of high-end luxury events. Um, We're bi-coastal, so I have an office here. And then I have an associate who moved out to California, and she lives in San Francisco. So she's doing weddings for us there. Um, And we are just a full-service planning and event design company. So we do you know, everything from start to finish for our weddings. Um, and normally kind of on the luxury high end, you know, everything ranging from before all this happened, we already had a 30 person wedding in the works. So we can certainly do small events, but ranging up to 250, 350 person weddings, um, across the, you know, DC DMV area into California. And then actually we do some destination as well. So when this all started, we had a wedding actually we were planning in Italy. So that of course has been postponed. Um, but that's what we were doing pre COVID and we're still working on those, but we certainly saw kind of the need for this new market. And that's where Petite Soiree was really born. Well, so before you got into the new market, where people just can't like, what were you seeing? You must've had crazy nervous brides calling you being like WTF, what am I supposed to do? And I mean, you know, you're the voice of reason for them, right? Right. Because they already know they're crazy. So how do I think all of our couples have handled this so well? I mean, they're, their they're plans not, have obviously oh, Lauren, stop. They're not, they're not listening. Dog. You could tell us the truth. We know they're nightmares. <laughs> they really are. They, no, better than expected. I mean, if I was a bride right now, I think I would not be handling it as well as they are. So no, our clients really are handling it so well. But obviously, we've had lots and lots of phone calls with them, lots of conversations, trying to figure out what to do. I mean, you know, a few weeks ago, eight weeks ago, everyone 
thought this was going to, you know, be a, we're going to go into quarantine for two or three weeks. We're going to come out, sun's going to be shining and everything's going to be just like it was two or three weeks ago. So when this all first started, I think it was a lot harder for couples to make the decision to postpone because nobody else was doing it and they didn't know what to do, how you went about doing that. If they were jumping the gun and making a decision that they didn't need to make, you know, um, but now as this has gone on, obviously we saw a lot of our spring clients start to postpone. Then we saw moving into early summer postponing. And then now, of course, we're starting to look at our late summer, early fall and figure out where we're going to be, what needs to happen. So luckily, all of our events have been postponing, not canceling. So those weddings will still happen, but they'll probably happen in most of our clients have postponed into 2021 at this point. Um, so okay. that, that we're going to get early this year. And Tiff, um, for you, Tiffany McIsaac, uh, she is a chef owner of Buttercream Bake Shop in DC. Uh, you know, one of the preeminent bakeries here in the DC market. Uh, but they also do incredible wedding cakes and service a lot of hotels in the area for those wedding cakes. And uh, most of the hotels in the cities are, are closed. So Tiff, when you saw what was happening, what, how did you decide to turn the bakery around? Cause you, you did, you did um, some charity at first and then you sort of shut down and then you came back open. Like, how did you, how'd you figure out your plan of attack? We, you know, we kind of, um, we, well, you know, just like everybody, we're playing it by ear every day. It's completely different. You know, people say all the time, what day will you be fully reopening? And we just really can't answer that question. Um, Uh you know, when everybody kind of got the stay at home notice, we did stay open for a couple of weeks. We did some initiatives where people could contribute to a fund that we then used to ship out thousands and thousands of pieces of desserts to all of the hospitals and the frontline workers around the DMV, which was really rewarding and made us super happy. But kind of as time progressed, we decided, you know, for the safety of the staff and the clients and the business, to be honest, we decided to shut everything down for a bit, um, lay everybody off and just sort of, we're just staying afloat right now by doing some small cakes on the weekends. Um, and you know, kind of looking to the future and seeing how we can help our brides at this time, help them kind of reconfigure their wedding so that they can still celebrate this year by having a wedding, but then have a big party next year. So it's kind of, you know, in a way we get to be part of two events for them. So that's kind of, you know, if you're looking for the the thin silver lining, we can kind of find it there, but Mm -hmm. it just became clear that like what Lauren said, we had to make a really quick shift to support our clients so that they felt like they, you know, had, had people working on their team to get them through this. Right. So Lauren, petite soiree, Mm -hmm. how'd you come up with the idea? What's the concept? And then you, you collaborated with a bunch of different people. So how did you put this together? Yep, absolutely. So obviously this was all put together very quickly because, Mm -hmm. um, you know, this has all happened in the, in the past eight weeks or so. And the first few weeks we just kind of sat tight and wanted to see what was happening. And again, had hoped that this was just going to pass and things would go right back to normal. But as the weeks went on and we saw more and more, you know, months down the line starting to postpone, then we kind of were trying to figure out a way to, you know, kind of spin, the business a little bit key. We were hearing from our vendor partners who of course have suffered so much from this because they have such a high overhead and employ so many people and they do such a larger range of events than we do as event planners. And so we really wanted to kind of brainstorm a way. How do we support our creative partners who we've worked with for so long? How do we service these clients who don't want 
the momentum to stop who, yes, they postponed their big party, but they still want to get married this year. They still were planning on getting married. They want to kind of move on with a next chapter of their lives and they can have that party and reception later with their friends and family, but they still want to get married this year. Um, and how do we service that clientele while staying true to, you know, our brand and staying true to the luxury event industry that, you know, we got started in. And for me, I really wanted to create a sister company to do that. Um, of course, like I said, under the Lauren Prattis events umbrella, we already had a 30 person full service wedding in the works for this year. So we can plan a smaller wedding that still has all the bells and whistles of your typical wedding. Um, but for this, we saw the need for people who they still are planning that big wedding next year. So they don't want to take a huge chunk of budget to put towards doing their smaller ceremony this year, but they just want something on a smaller scale to celebrate. Also, you know, they've already put so much time and stress and energy and, and everything into planning that original event that we felt like that clientele wants just a streamlined event. They sign the dotted line and otherwise they show up and know it's done for them. They don't need to make decisions. <laughs> they don't. So it's like a package. Just, it's a package deal. Normally has uh, so just streamlining it and simplifying it, um, and so that's really kind of where Petite Story was born. So we don't know what's going to happen come fall. We're of course hopeful that events this fall will go on as planned. Um, but for the spring and summer clients who have already postponed, this certainly offers a wonderful opportunity for them and fills some event dates for our creative partners that otherwise would be empty. Um, right, Lauren, but know. I don't feel like you're explaining like what's going to happen. So who did you okay, bring so like, together? What is, what is it? So, so okay. I, I yeah. was going to have a big ass wedding. I'm postponing it. Um, yeah. you know, but I want to do something because, um, you know, my, I, my parents are older, whatever, whatever reason I want, oh. I want to get married. That's it. I want to get married. Yeah, get married. So, um, so I, want, I want that ring on my finger. I want to make it happen. So yeah. what are you guys offering to me? What can I, what can I do? So we're offering two things, a micro wedding or a mini wedding. Okay. So the way we make this more cost effective by our couples, and this is the really unique aspect about it is that these weddings are happening four in one day at the same venue with the same creative team. Um, so you're sharing some of the resources and this is something that you've really never been able to do before for weddings. Um, you know, normally you have to book the venue for the full eight or 10 hour time slot. You have to book your photographer for the full eight or 10 hour time slot. Um, but these are shorter events because they're not meant to be a full wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get to share the cost across with four other couples. So you have your own complete unique time. So you're not going to be there with another couple getting married at the same time. You have your own unique time, but you're just sharing sharing the space, sharing this beautiful altar installation, florals, faux cake design from Tiffany, and then we'll have some real cake looks for each couple. Um, so what it is, is if you do a micro wedding, mm-hmm. the micro wedding is a 15-minute ceremony followed by 45-minute reception. And that's like a mini reception with cake, champagne, a musician. You can do toast during that time if you want. And then we have a little send-off, be it with bells or ribbon wands or petals or whatever you might have for your send off. And then you go and you take 30 minutes of photos with the photographer. Mm. 
So that's the micro wedding concept. Then for the couple who maybe wants to host a really beautiful dinner or lunch for their guests, we have the mini wedding. And so the mini adds on that food factor. So um, with the mini wedding, you get your 15-minute ceremony still with this beautiful altar installation um, designed by us. You get a 45-minute cocktail hour, which is a signature cocktail, and then some light bites. And then you go into a tasting lunch or a tasting dinner where we have this beautifully designed table with flowers, beautiful you know place settings, place cards, um, just like a beautiful dinner party for your guests. Um, and then if you want, you can do your first dance. We have like a musical trio and they can do your first dance if you still want to do your first dance um, and parent dances. Uh, but it's still a scaled down wedding. So it's not the full wedding shebang that you would otherwise normally have. And how many people is that for? Um, either option is for less than 30 guests. So we're trying to start targeting 30 guests. Um, just kind of thinking ahead to what restrictions we might have or guidelines we might be under safety for everyone is a big concern. So we're just trying to keep these on the smaller side, hence the name petite soiree. Right. Petite soiree. Um, and where is the space? Like where are you doing these events? So we're doing them at a few different locations. So we're partnering with amazing venues across the city. Um, and even out into Middleburg. So right now, so far we have Goodstone Inn and Anderson house in September. So Goodstone Inn is out of Middleburg. It's amazing Typically, you have to rent the property for the whole weekend, mm-hmm. um, but if we don't have to. Um, you, they do have cottages, so if you wanted to have your friends or family stay on site, that's kind of a unique element of that, and it gives you this beautiful outdoor hunt country, wine country feel out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have Anderson House, which is right in the heart of DC. I actually got married there myself, so I'm uh-huh. partial to this venue. Uh-huh. Beautiful. Um, and it feels like a mini Versailles in the middle of DC. So it's just this incredibly beautiful, ornate venue with a beautiful courtyard and garden. Um, and so that's one of our other venue options for right now. Then we'll be adding a few others. We've spoken to a few uh, luxury hotels in the area, as well as a few other luxury venues. Uh, but we're starting out just kind of releasing two at a time to sure. you know get those booked and then kind of move from there. And how did you go about, and this is to both both of you, how did you go about bringing in, like, who did you get as a photographer and who's doing the flowers? Like, how did you put this team together of what seems like a great group of women um, mm-hmm. to execute all this? Yeah. Absolutely. You know, we, the team that we put together, we work together on a regular basis. Um, so we certainly wanted to service some of those creative partners that we work with on a regular basis. We know we make a great, great team. Um, we were also targeting, you know, like you mentioned, Tiffany did a lot of charity in the beginning, um, you know, trying to give back and our floral partner, Sweet Root Village also, when this all started, did a great initiative to really give back. They did an amazing floral drive where they sold bouquets and were able to donate a huge amount um, of money to charity for this. So we really wanted to partner with vendors who have taken, gone above and beyond during this time period um, and really tried to, you know, provide a service on top of just the wedding focus. Mm -hmm. Um, And partner with, um, like you said, female-owned vendors. Um, Abby Jew Photography is who's going to be doing photos. Again, those luxury coveted vendors that we have couples all the time wanting to work with um, and giving them a unique opportunity to work with those. those And so Tip, for this kind of soiree, what are you recommending to brides? How do you take their uh, grand crake, you know, uh, dreams and shrink it down to size. 
Well, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, the thing is, the thing one of the things I love about wedding cakes is it doesn't have to be a giant cake to be super special. I mean, we mm-hmm. can do a nice size two tier cake that's covered in beautiful ornate sugar flowers that are so customized and so one of a kind that it really makes the cake super special. One of the things when we were talking about this with Lauren and Abby and the gals from Sweet Root Village is that we really wanted to make sure that everything was super safe. So we spent a lot of time really thinking about how we can best serve the guests so they don't have to have any concerns. Um, So like, for example, we're offering faux cake for photos and for cutting, but then the guests will all be served little cakelets that have already been completely prepared from start to finish in our kitchen in boxes so that there's no, you know, potential for contamination at any point. So, you know, they'll have a beautiful, beautiful cake that's covered in sugar flowers um, to take photos with and to cut. And then, you know, these petite little pretty cakelets in their, the flavor that they select will come out from the kitchen for their guests to enjoy. Well, I would assume in putting this all together, that's got to be half of something you're so not used to for all of you, which is everybody's safety, because the concept sounds amazing. And, you know, hopefully it's, it, it is easy to execute at the right time, but, you know, people are, are scared out there and they want to make sure that they don't put their friends and family in harm's way. So what sort of, what sort of, um, things are you doing to ensure that the places you work with are in good shape and that your employees are safe? How do you, how do you, it's a lot of T's to cross. How do you do all that? Absolutely. And I think that, you know, especially if you're in the wedding industry, you realize how many now you realize how many Uh touch points and points of interaction there are at a wedding. It's a very intimate experience between the guests and as well as the creative team and the vendors interacting with the guests. Um, And so safety, you know, has been so important to us from the beginning. Like Tiffany mentioned for the cakelets, doing these individual cakelets as opposed to slices of cake that somebody is slicing and then plating and then passing. Uh If we can do these either boxed cakelets or cakelets that are served under a really beautiful glass cloche presentation and how we serve things is certainly something that we're taking a look at and considering and looking into more pickup type of items that are protected in some way as opposed to a server walking around. Um, any chairs that we use that are reused between the couples are going to be chairs that can be wiped down and fully sanitized. Um, and we're going to have a, a team who's that's their sole job and focus is on the sanitization between the two events. So to make sure things are as clean and safe as possible, um, you know, maintaining safe social distancing between the vendors and the guests, um, just, you know, since the guests are probably all family and friends and intimate circle that have been in contact, but trying to reduce the amount of, of crossover in that regard. Well, and I, I think, think that- the individual businesses are taking it very seriously too. Like for example, I mean, restaurants were really built to be ready to handle something like this because we already practice such safe sanitary measures. So, you know, at the bakery, we're wearing gloves, we're wearing masks hundred percent of the time. We're temping everybody when they come in. Um, so, you know, it really, we're, we're doing everything we can to eliminate any risk for, you know, not only for our customers, but also for our staff as well. Well, I think Tiffany and Lauren, that information is so important. I mean, as we're bombasted daily with visuals and audios and, and stories, you know, knowing what 
your restaurant, your bakery, what everybody is doing, knowing that you're taking people's temperatures, that they're wearing gloves, that they're wearing masks, that, that their health is just as important to you as your customer's health is, is a necessary message, right? That everybody needs to get out there and share. Um, and some people may not care and some people really do. So, um, you know, I feel like in the DC market, you have more people who, who are on it. Maybe, I don't know, maybe not. <laughs> Such a hard call. No, you do. I, because like I said, we work in it all over and do destination weddings. So I have been on phone calls with other markets that it's a little concerning that they don't seem to put the emphasis on what they're doing and changing their business practice from a safety standard. Whereas the DC market is so in tune with this and every vendor we've talked to before we even have to ask is telling us what their safety plan is for their employees, as well as like you said, for the guests who are in attendance. And I think that's important for us with who we are partnering is to make sure we're partnering with other creatives and vendors who are taking this as seriously as we are and making sure they're implementing, implementing safe standards. Well, I think if that makes me personally feel better um to hear that uh, it's it's not so much for my safety but i do want to make sure that if i'm going into a business that whoever owns that business or works within that business that they're taking care of their employees too do you know what i mean like everybody has to make a living but everybody should be in a safe environment um well i do i love this concept so now when when can people start utilizing you? How, how do people get in touch with you? And, and when are like the first mini and micros happening? So currently the first mini, minis and micros are happening in September. We may end up releasing dates earlier once we have a better idea of what the guidelines from CDC or local state guidelines for gatherings are going to be. We don't have that information yet and we don't want to release dates and then have to cancel or postpone them because something has changed. Sure. So we feel like we're releasing them hopefully late enough in September that they can still go on. But people are already reaching out those dates. They're such coveted venues we already have a lot of interest and I think that they're going to fill up really quickly. So people should be and can already reach out to book those dates and then they'll be happening in September. And like I said, we'll start to release dates later and later as those fill. Um, if guidelines are released and we feel like we can safely start in August, we can really, we might end up releasing some earlier dates, but for right now, September is when we're starting. And Lauren and Tiffany, this is to both of you. Let me ask, I mean, since these are sort of very finely curated, uh, events in order to sort of maximize efficiency and cost and sort of give the people what they want in the right capacity. Is there room for a little bit of like, if somebody's like, no, 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 I want this or I want that. Is there room to make it yours or you're like, you get what you get and you don't get upset? <laughs> for the most part, you get what you get. So they're very streamlined. That's the whole point and purpose of this. But like Tiffany mentioned with the cake flavors, we have a few different personalized things that they can select. Okay. Um, so one of them is from Tiffany. How many cake flavors do you have? 15? Yeah, <laughs> at least. Honestly, I don't even know. Basically, infinity, whatever people want. I know. Lately, I'm you've been adding it. <laughs> So they can pick from one of 15 or 20 of Tiffany's infinite amazing cake flavors for their cake. Mm -hmm. They can pick what song they walk down the aisle to. Um, and have their own bouquet. That will be somewhat customized. Yes. yes. We're having them send a photo of what dress they're wearing. And that way, Sweet Root will kind of design a bouquet that's special and personal for them. Um, so that's for the micro. For the mini, I'll send them a choice of a few linens to choose from and a few place settings. So there's a few choices here and there. But 
The idea is to make it streamlined and less complicated for them. Sure. And for everybody. Really really outstanding venues that would honestly cost the same price just for the venue rental to be able to use the space. I mean, like really when Lauren said she was getting Goodstone and Anderson, my jaw dropped to the floor because they're just really, they're really some of the most special venues that we work with, you know, so Having personally, I have personally stayed at Goodstone multiple times. I've stayed in the big house. I've stayed in one of the little cottages. I mean, I've stayed everywhere and it's, it's a magnificent property. So I I totally can uh, applaud your, yeah, totally worth it. It's a, it's an amazing property. And Tiffany hasn't even seen these yet, but I just finished. I've been doing design boards for each event. So before you book, you can actually kind of get a sneak peek at the design board for the inspiration. And I am so personally excited for them. I can't wait to see these designs come to fruition. So it's been exciting for me to kind of just get to design based off of the venue and the feel as opposed to for a specific client. So we have some great designs in store too. Oh, that's amazing. Well, I want to thank you both so much for joining me today. Listen, the wedding industry will come back, obviously, and it's going to take some time, but it's real, um, you know, it's people like the two of you and the, and the women that you've gathered together who are looking at different ways to help people see their dreams come true. And I can't tell you how much I applaud those efforts um, and and appreciate them because I'm sure the, the uh, brides and brides and the grooms and grooms or the brides and grooms, like all the couples out there who are looking to celebrate their lives together and want to market specially must feel so good to know that there's somebody out there who wants to help them realize their dream. Even if it can't be their big dream, it could be a little dream. So um, Tiffany, just uh, lastly, before we wrap up, can you tell people about your cake offerings on Saturdays and where they can find you? Yeah. So, you know, we're located in Shawn, D.C., Um, Right now, our shop, however, is temporarily closed to the public. But what we're doing is each, every Saturday, we're releasing two uh, new cake flavors that we haven't done before. They're in a six-inch size, so it's good. We say it's good for um, eight to ten slices or one to two people if you're quarantining. So, uh, you know, you can have cake all week. Um, You pre-order online on our website, buttercreamdc.com. And then you can come by the store on Saturday and pick it up and just have cake for breakfast all week and eat your feelings a little along with the rest of us and, you know, use it for a birthday, whatever you want to do. Um, and, you know, we're also starting to take a very limited number of custom cakes because we did realize that we have some wedding couples that either want to do, you know, ceremonies with just the two of them or they just want to have a little wedding cake on what was supposed to be their original date while they wait for the big day to come. So we are taking some custom orders. And for that, you would just go onto the website to the contact page and fill out the inquiry form and we'll work with you to make something. And your Saturday pickup orders are all unique flavors that you otherwise don't normally offer. So it's like one custom flavors. Right. It's from the gods. We post them, we post them every Saturday at like around two o'clock ish. And, you know, if you really want to get a cake, I pop on there on Saturday because honestly, we've been so surprised and so grateful, but they've been selling out super quick. So, um, you know, we're just feeling really, really, really grateful for all the people that are placing orders with us right now, because we know, you know, everybody's working less and trying to save their money and, you know, worried about what's going to happen, but we appreciate that they're supporting their local businesses and their communities. So we're just grateful. I love that. All right, Tiff, your um, Instagram account, please. 
it's buttercream bake shop, but all the vowels are out of the word butter. Right. B-T-T-R. B-T-T-R-M. Yeah. Bake shop. Thank you. And uh, Lauren, how can people find you and Petite Soiree? So Petite Soiree is PetiteSoireeCo.com or at Petite Soiree. And then I um, am LaurenPratis.com or uh, my Instagram at LaurenPratis. Excellent. Well, I want to thank you both so much again for joining us today. Um, For those of us who joined us, uh, this is Nikki Nellis. It's Industry Night live from my bedroom. I want to thank you for your time. Uh, So much good is going on out there, even though there's so much craziness going on out there. Check out the list or you want to com we list all the good none of the bad i swear to god uh takeaway delivery good cocktails ways to give and the calendar is open again so every day there are virtual classes demonstrations and uh fun zoom-ins to check out so do that for yourself and uh take a break because it can get tedious sometimes um follow me at n-y-c-c-i-n-e-l-l-i-s and tune in to foodie and the beast this sunday uh We'll be talking to Amy Brandwine, who is back. She had to close Centralina because of the COVID, and now they are reopening. And we will also be talking to uh, ProFish, who is launching a a seafood at home program so that you can get fresh fish all the time. Uh, That's Foodie and the Beast. That's at 11 a.m. on 1500 a.m. Nikki Nellis, Industry Night, thank you so much for tuning in. Wear your masks. Social distance. Be safe and be well. We'll be with you soon.